sun from all around you Why you hardly seem to want what's yours You hardly seem to care If you love the sun It's where you Happy come Friday, from Then you had better stare And you are listening to On Resistance Radio We are a horizontal media collective dedicated to Empower Resistance. Today's show, we are going to do something a little different. Um, We're going to focus on the heart, reading things that actually nourish our inner selves. Um, Sometimes in our society, it seems that uh, we can be boxed in by the, the weight of the world, feel disempowered and feel lonely and sometimes feel isolated from like around us. Hi, this is X. Hey, this is J. Ray. X has shades on inside of the <laughs> uh, studio. It's really cool. The structure of this conversation is more like freeform. We are focused on some like poetry we came across, our own personal poetry, or might just share our words. Is there like a poem that we want to open up this discussion with? Or do you want to say anything on the matters of the heart? I guess lately my heart hasn't been too good i try not to be so desensitized when i see consistently trans women getting murdered or consistently black people being murdered um yeah i feel like it's really important to find ways to process all of all of that all of the things that are happening with recent police involved shootings and yeah what better way to cope with that than to write your feelings I feel I often do that I feel like I'm revealing too much sometimes on Facebook or hmm. or Tumblr or whatever I feel like I'm just setting myself up for people studying what I'm feeling and doing but um you know yeah we're, we're human so I feel like um, it's really necessary for me to express myself that way and try to be real, try to be raw, knowing that it's okay to break sometimes. And when you say break, you mean like? Like cry okay. or, you know, flip out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crying is like, like a big part of going through change, especially in our society. I feel I've, like I've mm-hmm. done a lot of that. Just having mm-hmm. to release tears. Right. Mm-hmm. I heard it could be relative to emotional excrement, which well, sounds really gross. Well, it's really energetic yeah. <laughs> action yeah. to mm-hmm. be taking. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say on, like, the matters of the heart, J-Ray? Mm-hmm. What do you have to say on, like, the matters of the heart, J-Ray? Whatever's happening in my environment, from, like, the immediate interpersonal relationships that I have to the constant kind of being I feel sometimes I'm we live in an environment that is very limited in terms of choice so when I'm responding to things that happen outside of my immediate life in terms of oppression and just story after story of really difficult things that are happening to people that are people's lived experiences I have to I want to challenge myself to learn and to hold space for things that I don't immediately experience but I also have to hold space for how I'm like you said processing that Mm -hmm. um, so that I can also be there for the people for myself and for the people in my interpersonal environment so that we can also collectively cope but also cope to 
to resist and to mm -hmm. um, and they're very much linked and have been very vocal on social media and it's always like a give and take where there's something some sort of angst some sort of feelings i'm dealing with that they want to be out they want mm -hmm. to they're responding to the environment and so they want to be out to the environment yes and so through the process of releasing them i feel mild relief but then sometimes i also feel the the anxiety after releasing them of uh, this is a thought that i had these are feelings that i had they're so dear to me and i want to share them and i believe that honesty is part of the revolution that that we we don't have to convince people to care but yeah there can be anxiety in that too because we also live in a world of perception especially on social media yeah for myself sometimes it can be tough to communicate with other people about the many things that are happening in our world today or in our society or even in our current environment sometimes i feel there's like no need to even talk on it there's there's no need to have another conversation on another person being killed and then i wonder if, am i not giving time to process these emotions and not becoming desensitized to the killings killings of so many just like human beings um and i wonder is it we're into like have these conversations consistently or should the focus be really on the change of the society and the structure and the individual so when I think about like heart, I always think about like the, I think about the human heart. I think about the, the individual who's like, like, how can I stay empowered at work just to be able to do my job and not completely fall apart because of what I just read out the newspaper right before I walked in about life being taken. So writing helps with the processing of these uh, emotions and po poetry or um, streams of consciousness, even um, ranting or like two lines sometimes like empowers an individual or uh, it gives like mild relief. I'm trying to make it more of a consistent part of my like daily practice of like writing. And with that said, how um, are you two feeling to share a writing? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm interested in reading the last or a few paragraphs of... Um... Audre Lorde's Poetry is Not a Luxury. This is one of her writings. I think Audre Lorde is a really amazing writer. Just having been a black queer uh, radical, I think her words are really important. I think she really knew how to just collectivize this idea of self, if that makes any sense. I'll read a few par paragraphs of it. Poetry is the way we help give name to the nameless so it can be thought. The farthest external horizons of our hopes and fears are cobbled by our poems, carved from the rock experiences of our daily lives. As they become known and accepted to ourselves, our feelings and the honest explorations of them become sanctuaries and fortresses and spawning grounds for the most radical and daring of ideas, the house of difference so necessary to change and the conceptualization of any meaningful action. Right now, I could name at least 10 ideas I would have once found intolerable for incomprehensible and frightening, except as they came after dreams and poems. This is not idle fantasy. 
what the true meaning of it feels right to me. We can train ourselves to respect our feelings and to discipline, transpose them into a language that matches those feelings so they can be shared. And where that language does not exist, it is our poetry which helps to fashion it. Poetry is not only dream or vision, it is the skeleton architecture of our lives. Possibility is neither forever nor instant. It is also not easy to sustain belief in its efficacy. We can sometimes work long and hard to establish one beachhead of real resistance to the deaths we are expected to live, only to have that beachhead assaulted or threatened by canards we have been socialized to fear or by the withdrawal of those approvals that we have been warned to seek for safety. We see ourselves diminished or softened by the falsely benign accusations of childishness, of non-universality, of self-centeredness, of sensuality. And who asks the question, am I altering your aura, your ideas, your dreams, or am I merely moving you to temporary and reactive action? Even the latter is no mean task, but one that must be rather seen within the context of a true alteration of the texture of our lives. What Just was the name brief, of that? Poetry is not a luxury by Audre Lorde, and it, it's not the complete works. No, I think it's great. Yeah, it's a really good, really, really good writing in terms of, yeah, naming the nameless. And I think she goes, a little, delves into how, you know, Western ideas of poetry and thought and like just the manipulation of that language and making it flowery and sound good she, she was looking at like a more transformative way of using language to actually mm -hmm. name things that are oppressing you and yeah the way the human really brain good. sometimes works it seems that um, when things are placed into like either like story form or has a rhythm or mm -hmm. a pattern it's, it, it's easier for us to um, absorb it and like learn from it um, so I'm going to share something. This is from the book. Uh, it's called Haiti. Uh, Haiti, Haiti. Philosophical Reflections for Mental Decolonization by Jean Bertrand. It's really short, but it taps on the, our, like our spirit. And that's something I usually flow into. So much pressure around um, so many things in society telling you like the human race, we're just done. There is not much hope. In our society, there's so many like disempowered like youth in our society, people in like middle ages who don't really see the purpose of like living anymore. And the spirit sometimes, most of the time, is the either the driving force of like creation or destruction, creating value or being beaten into submission by the things that's around us. So I'm just going to go into the poem. The poem is named "End and Nothing." End. What else could the colonists seize after seizing the liberty of the Africans? Food? Commodities? And, and nothing. Because for the victims, liberty was all. Seizing a people's liberty is one thing. Seizing the spirit of that liberty is another. As long as the spirit of liberty is alive, there will always be a good fight to rapture liberty. One who is drowning does not stop struggling really short one but it 
I really like the part where it says, as long as the spirit of liberty is alive, there will always be a good fight to rapture liberty. One who is drowning does not stop struggling. It's like when you're in the midst of struggling, there's no need to stop. It's like you might as well just continue and all you have is like all you have is liberty. All you have is um, freedom, especially when you're looking at the tied destinies of the people in your community that's tied to you. Uh, would you like to share something? Yes. <laughs> so I wanted to read something that was actually written by X. I don't know if I would call it a rant, but just an outlined really on point written thing for one of our info drops on abolishing the police and uh, police as domestic terrorists. This is what they said. Let's expand the argument towards what the police do and perpetuate. They have historically waged genocide upon black bodies since their inception. They are the very vehicle which institutionally facilitates the expansion of mass incarceration for black, brown, and trans individuals, which exploits their constructed poverty, social conditions, and the very labor they are coerced and compelled to perform for corporate investments and its production while serving the prison industrial complex. They socially uphold and enforce laws through the monopoly of legitimate, in quotations, violence, or threat of violence with hegemonic power and widespread complicity to said power. They, along with the entire state apparatus, sustain the criminalization of blackness and its devaluation within the collective unconsciousness, libidinal economy, as Frank Wilderson would put it, of our society. Because our liberal civil society is shaped by the authorship of law and the organized authority of imperialist, white supremacist, capitalist, ableist, cis-normative heteropatriarchy, interlocking systems of domination, they, quote, protect and serve property for only the property-owning class and consider the constitutional legacy of blacks as an inherent subhuman constitutional property of the United States to name but a few long-existing systemic harms. What I see, what X sees as accountability doing, is engaging with the police while further legitimizing their right to exist. Given the context and history of the West's colonial project, built by way of genocide of already existing organized indigenous communities, imposed social relationships, and on the backs of enslaved black people, the police do not have that right to exist. Some of us who are organizing for liberation are not looking to situate ourselves comfortably within the confines of this authorship and its dictated dystopia. We are actually actively wanting, willing, wishing, agitating for this authorship of all unquestionable authorship to be destroyed or to destroy itself. Hashtag love and queer rage, hashtag blacker, hashtag abolish the police. Wow. That was amazing. Thank you, Jay Ray. <laughs> so powerful. <laughs> that was powerful. I don't think I've ever like heard it or read it. Oh wow. Yeah, Thank thanks. I'm yeah. I really appreciate you all sharing or encouraging one another to share each other's words. I remember when we first met, um, and we were living together, we were like, we shouldn't be quoting like people we don't know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we should be quoting each other each other because we know or at least and be love each both. other yeah right um yeah and that that really yeah inspired me like people people thinking about that to like 
write, you know, write your own theory, create your own, like what you, what you want. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still like, I'm still (laughs) taking all of that in. Um, Well, um, I have a, another piece. I feel like I'm like so, so much in the space now because I'm, I'm going to share a piece that I wrote a long time ago and have adapted it to to song i guess to give a brief background to this poem just um struggling with my gender identity i was about 20 years old when i wrote this so it was gender identity it was also feeling like love this thing called love wasn't necessarily for me whenever i felt like I was slipping into this thing called love. I felt like I was losing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so this is a, yeah, this is like a song poem thing um, called uh, Impatient Erotomania. Yeah. And I'll never love And you'll never see I'll never be with harmony. So I'll soak my bones in decrepit seas. I'll wait like stone if you ain't for me. I've been waiting for so long. For this goodbye and so long I've been waiting for so long Farewell, goodbye I can count on you To let me down Won't see those red, red roses Or the loneliness drown I frown to know If smiles are dead, who cares? I forget your last words said. I've been waiting for so long for this goodbye and so long. I've been waiting for so long for this goodbye and so long. I said I've waited for so long. For this goodbye and so long I've been waiting for so long Farewell, goodbye Well, hi tonight I'll yearn for passion's core Will I lead him on? Or will I leave her sore? How many will I Heard before I'm dubbed some whore. My mind's a whore. I've been waiting for so long for this goodbye and so long. I've been waiting for so long for this goodbye and so long. I've been waiting for so long for this goodbye and so long. I've been waiting for so long. Farewell, goodbye. My heart is finally bored. 
with this emotion spent, ocean spent. Goodbye and so long. For now till when? The matters of the heart. Talk about <laughs> the matters of the heart, though. We must nourish our hearts. We must nourish our inner selves for our own self-liberation. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for being so empowered and inspiring empowerment <laughs> around wherever you go. Um, wow. I'm going to share uh, a poem uh, that I recently created. And it's called Life Force Completely Incomplete, Mystically Advancing, Transcending Life Death Dynamically. Mm. So, <laughs> life, wake up. We are alive yet again. Memory emerging now. No longer asleep, dynamic abilities have been found. Re energized with life force of our true essence. Dynamically be vitalized to transform the structures of oppression. It is morphing time. We must let our rings combine by being many in body but one in mind. Unity, oh snap. Remembering now that all living beings deserve respect. We must get our thoughts back in line with that. Allow it to emerge in the action you take and vibrate through the words you speak for humanity's sake. Rise up. Protect the peace of our land standing up wisely, letting victory be our task at hand. Life. We, the universe, expressing ourselves in many forms because life shall be. Now we have manifested in this reality. We are in existence, but I think. Moving in flow, seeking with the living around me, I shall speak. Taking action to create the world we want to see. We are life. So how could I not be? The universe, expressing itself in a subjective way to live. The body is only but a vehicle to live. There is no need to be conflicted, just live. Life cannot be restricted, so live. The body will no longer be a cage to lock us in. We have the ability to change and or amend anything that does not spiritually fit in, to live. Now you know that this penis will not define me and that society structures and gender cannot confine me. I am the universe that has materialized into the matter that is this body. Observe life. We are of mystical quality. Life. You came of your good damn selves from the beginningless past into an infinite future, expanding yourself in all directions. We are all the expression of the differing same reflection. We shall not be constricted by the ideas of the past. So transform in the moment over adversity to ensure that our happiness lasts life force you have. We must tap into it from a time without beginning and flow into an infinite future. Time to remember the name of our mystical sutra. For the purpose of realizing absolute happiness. But what is causing so much pain is that we humans forgot we must help others do the same. Humans. Humans. Our world is in peril. Human. Human. Collectively we are in pain. Human. The suffering of the multitude of living beings is causing social, inter, and spiritual strain. Human. Human. I am human. 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 You are living. So please wake the up. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I wrote great. that. Thank you for that. Thank yeah, you thank both. You. <laughs> I wrote that like on um, on like human embodiment. Uh, we have so much in our society and our that makes people not want to be and as who we are. Um, sometimes you know we're. We most of the time we're like attacked because of our race, our gender, our class, um, the sexuality uh, that we define ourselves as, and 
it can be tough to remember what our true essence is and our true essence is life force to continue to our true essence is life force and it can be challenging to like remember that that you know we're dynamic i can be whoever or whatever i so choose to be mm -hmm. and um so like i i wrote that to help remind ourselves like remind myself like you know specifically being um put into a structure as a you know young black male um of african descent who lives in america um who lives in los angeles there's all these like titles on me before i even begin to speak when i walk into a door so it's really important to remember that these structures and uh these like ideas of the past can't dictate where we are going to go or where we shall be yeah mm. i'm down <laughs> <laughs> um is there would you is there i'm no i'm uh, do you have more? Um, I did have just an, the ending of um, something that I wrote for Los Angeles Queer Resistance, our fifth issue, the vengeance issue, the last uh, last paragraph, because my writing is weird and I have a very, very long paragraph. I see. Um, but um, your writing, your writing <laughs> is of itself. It came of itself from the beginningless past into an infinite future. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel me? Feel me, my human. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm gonna share. All right. This is called. What is this even called? What is this title? Oh, it's called "Revenge Is a Dish Best Served Queer." Ooh. Could you read the title one more time, please? <laughs> "Revenge Is a Dish Best Served Queer." Mm, sounds delicious. <laughs> um. The law acts as a written social contract that micromanages and macromanages the already existing power dynamics between these same hierarchies. They are not made in totality on your or my behalf to serve our own individual determinations. If you break a law out of desperation, you'll see state-sanctioned violence. If you break it out of ignorance, you'll see state-sanctioned violence. I would have to agree with any philosophy or idea that aims to remove this co coercion and violence from our social relations and how we organize ourselves. However, when a tangible force, individual or group, imposes its violence upon you for any given reason, it is your inherent right as a living being on this planet to fight back in self-defense with a proportional force that will stop the imposition. The non-violence gurus in the past have used their tactics to slowly gain privileges from those who establish and are separate from oppressed conditions. Yes, there has been progress to some and changes in law have indeed been made, but that still does not account for larger systemic issues that continue disenfranchised experiences. Progress to some means privileges handed out to those that can experience this change. This has been a necessary tactic of control for the already powerful. The social engineering of the already ruling elite will have the masses believe that the police are an institution that protects and serves the people with their necessary evil state-sanctioned legitimized violence, which reifies its authority with the help of its subordinated mass. 
This repression molds subordination and will punish the insubordinate with a bullet or a cell. Layers of resistance will always form out of this repression. Whenever I hear the victim-blaming jargon of the upper-middle-class assimilationists blaming police brutality on black and brown communities, protesters, activists, and organizers, wives, trans folks, sex workers, or anyone but the police, I am rendered and reminded with rage at their blind privilege. My anger is a sentiment shared. Let's let's set presumed cynicism aside to make way for a hope in our own kind of resistance. I've learned of my compassionate, loving, and cooperative traits from both my oppressors and my marginalized family and comrades. Through experiences, I know what oppression feels like and will take a critical eye towards how I could, but ultimately aim to not replicate pains known to me and be deliberate about not recreating them in my circles. My vengeance is and has seen the ills of the world caused by perpetuators of injustices. My queer revenge is shaped to destroy the oppressive power relations by projecting an opposite, mutually empowering way of relating to people. Many of us seeking out this revenge, including myself, display it and show solidarity towards each other when we hear or see homophobic, heterosexist, racist, ableist dynamics at play in the world. Though not always feeling empowered to act due to years of marginalization, we will act on principle. This will be my shared vengeance by showing real solidarity with such silencing tactics and pain. Don't start no shit and there won't be no shit, except when the shit they started is hundreds of years old and we need to reclaim our spaces and voices we've lost due to years of subjugation. Any resistance to that shit that's been started is something that is inherently nonconformist, critical in its dreary surroundings, and strikes fear into the hearts of the apathetic, uniformly complacent, and their stagnant normalcy. We begin to show solidarity by interconnecting all struggles. All resistance is inherently queer resistance. Wow. <laughs> Talk about matters of the heart, though. I've been wanting to connect to your hearts for some lifetimes now, and it's dope that we are in this environment in existence together. Um, is there any like last comments on the matters of the heart? Um, something that you want to maybe say to the individual that's listening right now um, when it comes up to uh, staying in power just to maybe even just go to work or you know get up to out the bed to take care of like the five kids you have i because it's all self-empowerment i mean it's all self-empowerment it's also collective empowerment sometimes we can't do it by mm. ourselves i know i couldn't continue because like it's already enough to struggle under the current system of intersecting hierarchies and oppression that's that's enough work that's too much work it's, it's hard to deal with but also wanting to cultivate resistance like it takes changing our value systems and mm -hmm. i by meeting and hearing from other people like I think like y'all help me change my value systems and mm -hmm. so to anybody listening like all of our behaviors like may be learned but we also can change our value systems and change how we interact with each other and change what we practice and change how we think and you know your your values are valuable your resistance is valuable so we want to build a culture where we're working with each other and acknowledging everyone's lived experiences that are different and everyone's privileges that do prevent us from seeing everyone's lived experience 
I appreciate these dynamics and I appreciate this space. And just being able to not have to present some sort of polished presentation to the world through mm -hmm. the radio and how we can bring <laughs> rawness and yes. emotion. We're not having to leave our emotion at the door to like put forward some type of product. Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't about a product. This is about how we actually mm -hmm. feel and why we are in the position we're in and how we're fighting against those positions. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. Let's let's get free, y'all. <laughs> so true. Uh, something I want in with is uh, there's a quote. Self-care is like really important. So please make sure that we are also uh, taking time for ourselves, our inner selves, um, and make sure that we are always in a constant state of reflection. The quote I want to share, it all comes down to you. I hope you won't rely on others or wait for them to do something. Try to develop such a strong sense of responsibility that you can stand up to the ferocity storms confidently proclaiming, I'll do it. Just watch me. Please confront reality. Look it squarely in the face and with guts, wisdom, and strength, challenge everything that lies ahead for you. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's uh, We can't run away from the society in which we're in, and we shouldn't. We should go directly at it um, head on but speaking honestly and um, the heart is what matters most and nothing else the heart is what matters most and make sure that we're always trying to connect I guess other people's heart don't be a, a jerk you know <laughs> but like I feel this way you know <laughs> but um, but thank you thank you for um, yeah, this you. once again this is on resistance radio we are a horizontal media collective looking to empower please find us on our SoundCloud our Facebook our website on resistance radio at gmail.com for your direct contact. Much respect to your existence. Push Thank on. What can